0: Tonight on our podcast, we have the privilege of having one of the smartest and best handicappers out there. She provides tremendous info, knowledge, and picks on her stack of stats podcast. She's also contributing part of Yahoo Sports. We are happy to welcome Pamela Maldonado. Welcome. Hey, Pamela. Thanks for, Thank you for being on the show.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on.
0: Uh, first of all, can you give us a little background and history on yourself? How is it that you got where, where, where you are now?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of a bit of a long story, but uh, I come from the poker world. And so when I was, I mean, I ate, breathed and slept poker. I woke up playing poker. I went to bed playing poker. And the only escape that I had was kind of sports betting. It was while everyone was doing crossword puzzles or the New York Times uh, weekly puzzle piece or playing in Sudoku or whatever it is, chess. I kind of took up sports betting as a hobby and it was my escape from poker and then i started paying posting some of twitter picks um just games that i was going to be taking on and i never just posted a pic i always posted a reasoning and i kind of developed a little following from that and then once i left poker i had during my time i had people from other companies follow me because they really liked the insight that I provided. And when I left poker, um, I woke up one day and I was like, I don't want to be in this industry anymore. And so I left. And then Odd Shark, the company that took me on, they hired me fairly quickly. They reached out, said, hey, we see you're a free agent. Would you like to join our team? I. Next thing I know, I'm flying out to Vegas. And then I've been in the industry for a couple of years now. So it was kind of good, just fortunate timing. In Man, mixed in with my hobby,
0: <laughs> that's amazing. I mean, again, that, that's uh, that's great. I mean, it's it's funny you mentioned poker because it we me and the guys, the guys those of us that are doing this podcast, we all uh, we all we play poker. We're in a small poker group that plays just about every week, and mm-hmm. uh, they're really big in the poker. And uh, we uh, we call ourselves uh, jokingly the WKPT, which is uh, West Kendall from Miami. Hey. It's the West Kendall Poker, t- poker Tour. But, uh, so, you know, so that, with that in mind, where, you know, when, when you got into it, you know, the, would you have any reservations? Were you scared? Were you worried? What was, uh, did you have a backup plan?
1: Uh, um, so actually my plan when I left poker was, um, I was going to get into personal training for fitness. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a bodybuilder. So I wanted to take a year off, do a couple of competitions within bodybuilding and then, uh, get my certification, get into nutrition. So I actually still got those things (laughs) while I was with Oddshark. I told my, just because I made a promise to myself that um, I wanted to do this. So I'm going to see it through. So, I mean, if worst comes to shove, I still (laughs) can get into fitness and maybe pick on some clients, take on some clients. But um, now I wasn't nervous at all. It was everything. They allowed me to do everything that I was already doing, which is just analyze and do games how you do and don't be forced to make a pick or do anything like that. So, and then during the pandemic, I found a niche of analyzing the betting market within the political spectrum. So I was, um, I'd like to believe that I was the only one kind of doing that and it really came in handy during a time where there was no sports and it just kind of became like my favorite thing to do. So um no it was a uh, it was good timing they've been great they were great to me and then it was just an opportunity that came about with yahoo so i hopped on then with something
0: yeah it's it's funny that you mentioned the bodybuilding cuz that was something i was going to talk about later on you know cuz i know you you are uh, you're into health you know healthy eating and working out and things like that and you know i was, I was just going to mention you know if you could get a, just describe that a little bit more just important that is, especially at a time like now that we've gone through the pandemic and how important our health is.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it absolutely is. And I think there's a connection there between how you treat your body, you treat your mind. If you treat your body well, your mind's going to follow. So healthy, if you have in a healthy lifestyle of positive of great food intake, you're not, you know, consuming loads of sodium, crap food of like pizza and burgers and all this daily chips, Cokes, Um, then positive. If you have a good health, then your, your mind's going to be right. It's going to be put you in a good spot for uh, better thinking, (laughs) better analyzing. You'll last longer in the day. You'll be able to do more, be, be more productive. So I think there's just a connection there between healthy lifestyle and, uh, being successful when it comes to like numbers,
0: <laughs> no, I mean, definitely with the, with the whole, the whole way and the way you do it. I and mean, again, we'll we'll get into that a little bit more as we go. Um, analyzing the stats and, and doing the things and the, the, the background that you give, uh, it is important to have a keen mind and and be focused on what you're doing and and how it's working. And with that mm-hmm. being said, you know this this has been mostly a male oriented business. You know now there's a number of women involved. Including yourself, that have become successful doing, you know, getting on cappings, talking about gambling and the games and and what sides to choose. You know, can you give us a little bit like, you know, how how have you been received? Was there any animosity? Was there any, you know, any type of issues where the guys were like, oh, I can't believe this girl or whatever the case? Mm-hmm. Is? Uh,
1: no, not at all. I believe that there's a, uh, I think people, have respected what I've done because I always give a reason to what it is that I'm taking. I never just post Texas minus five and then let it be that. I always, always, always provide a reasoning. And whether you agree with that reasoning or not, it's up to you if you want to follow. And I never have once suggested you should bet this game. I always, every single one of my tweets I post, I am playing because I'm not telling you to bet it. If you agree with my analysis and, hey, you're welcome to follow. And if you don't, well, then you're welcome to fade. Um, it doesn't matter for me. I'm going to play it. This is what I am playing. This is what I'm choosing. This is what I am selecting to put actual dollars on. And it's up to you as the user if you want to follow. So I think a lot of people have respect that. And um, I'm very transparent i have a record a google document that i shared to the public and they see absolutely everything i talk about whether it's content related for my job or whether it's what i'm actually putting money on you can see and there's a difference and you can show you can see the difference and it's up to you whether you want to follow
0: okay and talk and speaking of that system or you know how you break down games can you tell us a little bit about how you prepare and you analyze and eventually how you come up with your pick or picks um and-
1: yeah I start first with a uh, data. So there's a key number of data points that I look at, and I let that be where I look first. So I'll look for certain things within this num- within this spectrum. And then from there, I'm like, okay, I narrow it down from the 50 games down to 10 games, and then I go into a deep dive of actually analyzing. Well, how did how are they winning? How are they losing? Was it a fluke win? I look at the details. I don't just like, oh, they won 58 to 30. I look, well, how did they win? Well, it's because they had the other team had multiple turnovers and 21 points are scored from defensive touchdowns. Or, well, the in- quarterback went out in the third quarter. That kind of changed the dynamic. So I'm always looking into the details of the games. I'm never just looking at a score, at a box score, and then moving on. Um, I really analyze a strength versus weakness, whether it's a quarterback protection versus quarterback uh pressure um i look at if you're a run team well then how's the if you're a run only if you're a one-dimensional offense then how is it that one-dimensional offense gonna hold up against the defense um so or if you are a one-dimensional offense you better be the best damn one-dimensional offense like top five top ten in order for me to back you because that's going to be a lot harder to defend than say somebody who's ranked at the top 50 for that respective category so it's I will never give away my exact secret, <laughs> but I do go a little further into the deep dives probably than most.
0: No, and, and again, I mean, I, that's that's one of the things that I, again is myself looking at games and things like that, and and you know, as, as I mentioned earlier to you off off of the the interview or, or the you know, I do give you know I try to go over five or six games as well every week on the on the podcast, and and I try to to get that as well, maybe trends as well as. Certain stats and, you know, and with that being said, have you ever used algorithms? Do, do algorithms play any part in what you do? Have you ever messed around with them?
1: I do not. I use pen and paper.
0: And just stats.
1: Yeah pretty much. And then I look at ESPN box scores. <laughs> it's really simple. I mean, it's a lot of work, but it's really simple. Pen, paper, ESPN, box scores. That's my process.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, and, and, and I, I'll, I'll tell you what it works for you. I mean, it's, you do do a great job of that. And, and like you said, you know, it's, 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 you leave it up to the consumer to whether they want to take it or not. And, and you do give a lot of good information, you know, you, you again, you, you're also doing that now with the NFL a little bit and, and uh, you've been collaborating with, with Kelly in Vegas on NFL plays. Can you tell mm-hmm. us about that and how that got started?
1: Uh, yeah, she's one of the women that I've, uh, one of the few people, I shouldn't say women, she's one of the few people that I've been following since I got in, since I started sports betting myself. Um, she's definitely one of the original uh, people within the industry who has had success um, as far as like mainstream media. And her and I actually lived in Vegas. I still haven't actually met her in person, (laughs) but we've been friendly uh, through communications for years now. Um, I when I left Vegas, I live in Texas, and her and I just started communicating. And we've crossed paths. We share kind of same same of the some of the same uh, professional circles. And preseason, I just knew that I wanted to get into a contest. And I thought, who better to pair up than with her? I'm actually in a few contests and I have a partner in each of them. So I thought for NFL, uh, she did really well at NFL last year. NFL is definitely a league that I want to get better at. So I thought it would be a really great opportunity for me to not only learn from her, but then maybe I can provide some insight for her and then we kind of just bounce back and forth and develop and now we've just kind of grown into this friendship so it's been really great uh, having her on my side and having her um i mean yeah like i've been learning a lot from her i like the way she looks at games is entirely different from how i look at games so happy to have it
0: so okay and with that uh, do you see a correlation with the stats that like you use in college football to the to the nfl like for me you know i've i've Again, I've dabbled a little bit in the stats, and I I do try to look at stats and who gives up what, who have they played, et cetera, et cetera. But in the NFL, it seems like it's a different animal.
1: Right. Um, No, not entirely. Um, You can't really look at it the same. It's uh, for When it comes to college, I'm looking at the collective unit. I'm looking at a pass rush. I'm looking at a running back. I'm looking at the four running backs that they have. I'm looking at the collective offense, the collective defense. When it comes to the NFL, I'm looking at more individual players. I do want to see how Aaron Rodgers himself matches up to a pass rush. I want to see how the second string running back, how AJ Dillon matches up to the run defense. So I think when it comes to college, I'm looking at the, just the general landscape. I really don't even target out any specific players unless it's the quarterback really. And then, um, for NFL, it really is specified to each individual player, which is why I do like player props.
0: Interesting. Now, w- you know, with, with that being said, Aaron Rodgers is out this weekend. This has that influenced what you guys were going to do or looked at, or, you know, is that what, what uh, were the Packers anywhere on the radar?
1: I mean, actually they were on my radar pre, and I think it's just an overreaction. We've seen this before already where, uh, They didn't have Devontae Adams. They rolled him out last week and it really didn't make a difference. Oh, Aaron Rodgers doesn't have weapons. Yeah, but it's still Aaron Rodgers. And yes, it is the quarterback and it is the most significant position that you can have. However, when you're facing a rush defense that is susceptible, um, then you and you have a Packers offense that still has A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones. I mean, I think those are two key players who can take the team on their own and Kansas city has just hasn't shown anything defensively that they can stop teams. So I think the Packers are going to be just fine.
0: Got you. Thank you. And okay. Now building off of, you know, your, your football capping experiences of, you've been very successful, or quite successful lately in the golf world. Can you maybe tell us what statistics do you look at in for golf? You know, I mean, again, I know um, you a lot of head to head and things right.
1: like that. More importantly, I look at uh, the putting surface. So you have Bermuda greens, you have um, past pollen greens. There's different surfaces. It's just like tennis. If you're playing on clay court, if you're playing on grass court, if you're playing on hard court, it's similar to golf. Um, There's a different putting surface. And there's a lot of models. uh, There's a lot of data. I'm sorry. There's a lot of data that tells you that you can play if a player is successful on this putting surface or not. Uh, Because more often than not, all of them are going to be able to drive it, all of them are going to be able to hit with the irons it's just are you going to be able to knock in some of those birdies that are help required in order for you to win a tournament so that's always most importantly what i weigh heavily for every tournament is can you putt on the certain putting surface
0: okay see again and and you know and the reason i ask you that is when you when you look at golf and when you look at people that talk about golf it's how each individual player fits to the course you know if it's a long Mm -hmm. course if it's If it's shorter, and 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 those, you know, the ones people that handicap it will break that down. And to be honest with you, I think that that, you know, your philosophy Mm -hmm. looking at the putting greens and how each guy or player reacts on the putting green is important because again, it's the old saying: you drive for show and you putt for dough.
1: Right. Exactly. You're
0: absolutely correct. And again, you know, a lot of our listeners that don't know a lot about you. I mean, you know, you were you were a really good high school golf player in your own right and uh and with that being said I do know that you play occasionally or as much as possible let me say that right as much as much as you possibly can because I know you've been very busy with with this this uh with this business and the things that you're doing what what are your favorite courses or what courses you know what courses is like like one of your top ones
1: well I lived in Vegas for a few years so my va- favorite Golf is in Vegas. They have some of the best golf courses. They are maintained and well-conditioned throughout the year. Um, January through December, you have perfect conditioned courses. And my favorite would probably be Wolf Creek. It's on the north side of Vegas. It's about 30 minutes north. Um, it's just beautiful mountain backdrop. It's gorgeous. And I mean, it's just fantastic. I like scenery and that definitely offers the scenery.
0: Excellent thanks, because I, I might be going to Vegas, but mm-hmm. I am going to Vegas for New Year's, so I might have to uh, take take you up on that and take a look at it. Are there any courses that you haven't played that you've you know like said, man, I really would like to go play that course or or are interested in going to?
1: um I would like to play in the East Coast. I haven't played. um I've only traveled to the East Coast just a handful of times and I have yet to play golf. so I would definitely like to um make a trip specifically for golf and play out in some of the, the maybe during the fall season when the weather is nice and cool and experience some of that foliage and yeah I think that would be fun.
0: Cool. Okay, another question. Now what other sports do you cap other than golf and, and football? Is there anything else that you that you that you dabble into that you look at that that you have plays for that you like to uh, to look at?
1: Um, I really only do ATP tennis. I don't touch WTA. Um, my focus is on football, PGA and ATP tennis, especially since it, it is throughout the year. Um, golf and tennis are two sports that are played 12 months out of the year. So there's never a shortage of opportunity for betting, for betting. Um, and then it gives me a good break for, I'm so fixated on football from August to February and then from March through July, August, I'm able to do those two other sports and not be not feel bombarded by a daily game. It's weekly. It's 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 fine. It works out.
0: And one more question, you know, who who's influenced you or been someone that you've uh, you know that that, that you've emulated and you, and you dive into the gambling world or that's that guided you or helped you move along in, in, in what you're doing.
1: Yeah, I would say my guy. Um, When I first got into sports betting, he kind of I knew that I was good at it because I would talk about it on the tables of, oh, I like this team. I like that team. And he was like, well, how about you actually like start wagering on it? And he kind of showed me the ropes of, well, this is how I would look at a game. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then I just ran with it. Like He kind of planted the seed and I definitely molded it into my own. Um, he doesn't even sports bet <laughs> at all. So it's definitely something that's, uh my, that's mine. I've created my own little system, my own little process, and it's worked for me, but I wouldn't exactly be here if it wasn't for definitely the poker world also like that's already setting you up for having losses uh if you want to build a thick if you want to build thick blood and just like a strong mindset then go play poker and know what it's like to lose a thousand dollars in three seconds off of one hand off of a river and you'll learn real quick how what that feeling is And you'll know that you don't want to ever go through it, but you're going to. And when you do, you'll know how to bounce back from it because you have to um, kind of forget. You have to have a quick memory. Uh, What is it? You have to forget quickly all the bad that can come with it and just move on. So I contribute definitely poker into where I am right now.
0: Thank you so very much for joining us on our podcast. I mean, it was great to speak to you and, and pick your pick your brain. Uh, hopefully we can have you on later on when, when bowl season comes around, and you can give us a few a few bowl picks and a couple other things to look at.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me.